Welcome back once again. It's Radio Free Acton, the voice of the Acton Institute. I'm your host, Mark Vandermoss, and we're glad to have you along for yet another episode of the finest podcast on the web. With me today, don't give me that look, Jordan. Come on, you know it's the finest. Jordan Baller, skeptic, but a good guy, associate editor at the Acton Institute. How you doing, Jordan? I'm doing great, Mark. Ray Nostein is here again uh, with us this week. Ray, how are you? Doing well. And John Caritas, once again, Director of Communications, sitting in with us as well. John, good day to you. Same to you, Mark. It's been a uh, rough week in the world of celebrities, once again. That seems to happen from time to time. It's not uncommon to hear about uh, premature deaths and uh, general bad behavior on the part of celebrities. The latest news, of course, actor Heath Ledger, dead at the age of, I believe, 28 uh, looks like a drug overdose, but we don't know exactly what's happened at the time of recording anyways here. Uh, there's been no conclusive statement on why he passed away. Very sad event, but it's uh, just one of those things that brings to mind larger celebrity culture and sort of the emptiness that seems to come along with being wealthy and famous and able to do pretty much anything that you want. Jordan Baller, what do you think about all this? Well, that's right, Mark. Um, you know, it's it's it seems to be a characteristic of Hollywood culture going back through figures like you know James Dean, and um, not just Hollywood, but the broader entertainment industry, um, and and success in our culture in general. L- let me just uh, um, give you a pass a section where Dietrich Bonhoeffer he talks about the need in in this world come of age he calls it to engage humanity at its at its strength. And I think one way of of understanding that is these people have achieved everything that our culture has said that they ought to be uh, aiming towards, whether it's fame material success they've made a lot of money they're 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 um, you know hugely popular they've got everything you could want supposedly in this world and yet they're still human beings who are lonely they're they're in, in a lot of cases um, miserable because they don't have good family relationships or these sorts of things it's tr- hard to trust people when you get into these situations so I mean it exposes basically a lie at the heart of our popular culture that these things will make you happy whether it's success in, in sports or uh, getting a lot of money or starring in movies or having all this acclaim, when people get to those points and, and they've actually achieved those things, oftentimes at a young age, and they're still miserable, what then? What is still missing? And it's always, I think, a spiritual truth. I mean, it's, it's a spiritual reality that they're missing. Aquinas has a section and where he quotes Augustine, and they both, Augustine essentially says that uh, in answering the question, you know, are people naturally looking for God? Can they know God? Uh, and, and Augustine says they may not know it's God, but everybody's looking for happiness, and that's and and what they're groping for blindly is is God, and they don't even know that that's what they're looking for. This brings to mind a, an accusation that I see occasionally, especially from commenters on the uh, on the blog, that those of us here at at Acton we're, we're we're just trying to put a Christian face on sort of a consumerist society and it's really not the case you know what what we're arguing is that the the freedom to engage in in the market is a vital freedom for humans to have but we're by no means making the argument that the market is able to provide you with everything that you need to live a happy and a fulfilled life in fact if you pursue that solely through the market you're going to be as empty as anyone out there. That's right. Yeah, material goods of any of all kinds of sorts. I mean, they're necessary but not sufficient conditions for achieving happiness. Um, so we need to be uh, upfront and conscious of how we relate ultimate goods, spiritual goods, with the highest of which clearly is God, obviously, to these these penultimate concerns, material goods, and to value those things rightly. And that's the the key genius of Augustine's theology is 
this sense of ordering all moral goods um, in, in this hierarchy with God at the, at the top and the only one who's worthy of our ultimate affection. Jordan, this also extends outside of Hollywood culture. I, when I was doing youth ministry, I had a lot of kids who suffered with a lot of emotional instability. I think that you would see anywhere across the country um, in any type of churches and a lot of different types of denominations and congregations. And a lot of kids um, would lament various things about their life and the suburban culture. They had an affluent lifestyle. They lived um, in upscale communities. And you just did see a kind of emotional void or um, just kind of vacancy in a lot of aspects of their life. And one thing that I always uh, spoke to them about was um, just understanding who they are and who they were created to be. And I had a good passage, a couple passages from Colossians. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And I think that's an important passage when you talk about knowing who you are in Christ. God creates us for relationship. Each and every one of us was created for relationship with God. And if you don't have any sense of understanding that, you're going to have an ache in your heart to know something that's bigger than yourself. To have um, a God himself is Trinitarian, and he kind of models perfect relationship. So a lot of times when we don't have any type of relationship that comes on that biblical and create a foundation, then there is going to be a void. God creates you to have relationship with him. Therefore, if you're not having relationship with him, I think ultimately you will see a void. I think that's right. I mean, that's the, the famous passage from Augustine's Confessions. It says that you arouse us so that, that praising you may bring us joy because you have made us and drawn us to yourself and our heart is unquiet until it rests in you. That's the opening of Augustine's Confessions that sets the stage for his exploration there. And I, I mean, I, I think people can identify with it with half of that. I mean, this, the search for happiness is a fundamental feature of fallen human life, and it's a futile search outside of a divine reality. You know, one thing I wonder about is, what are these uh, highly publicized foibles and failures of celebrities, whether they're athletes or movie stars, do they tell us anything about the larger culture or does the very nature of their celebrity magnify these things out of proportion? I mean, how prevalent are these problems in the culture? Well, I've thought about this in the context of the, the, the war on drugs that you know the United States has been fighting for, for the last few decades. And I've, it, it always seemed to me that one of the things that, that, that attracts people about the use of, of drugs is the illusion of happiness that they're going to... I mean, it's pl- happiness defined as a sort of... Uh, pleasure, you know, obviously, but um, it seems to me that, I mean, the fundamental reality behind drug use in a fallen state is the fact that people are looking for happiness, it's sometimes depending on what your 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 context or your situation is like in, in whatever ways you can find them, and, and it makes some sense, depending how miserable people are, that you'd seek whatever transitory pleasure you can find. Um, a little glimpse of paradise. Yeah, I, I think that's right, that in some cases this is an, it's, it's a it's a problem endemic to human nature. Um, so here's an example of somebody who's not a celebrity, who's essentially a rich, privileged socialite. Sort of um, a pseudo-celebrity, it seems. Well, now she is. But, yeah. I mean, she was acting like this before she was ever on this reality TV show called The Bad Girls Club. This is a girl named Ripsy. Um, 
and here's her confession, essentially. The, 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 the setting of this is she's been on this reality show for four days. She's gone into a drunken rage where she was drinking for, I don't know, 24 hours straight or something like that, blacks out, attacks her roommates, throws dishes. It's a big scene. So she gets kicked off the show because she's too bad for the Bad Girls Club. Mm. Um, and so she has this emotional farewell to, to the one friend that she's made. And, and, you know, a staple of these reality shows is where the, the person is talking to the camera and you get a glimpse into their inner, inner thoughts. So here's what Ripsy has to say on leaving the Bad Girls Club. I just want to be happy. I'm not happy. Nothing in the world makes me happy. I could shop until I drop. I could go out with my friends. But there's a void in there. I've been looking for something my whole life, and I don't know what it is. I just know that I haven't found it yet. So here we here we see, um, you know, this show gives us a glimpse into uh, the reality of fallen humanity, the self-destructive nature of sin, uh, and we can see from a Christian perspective that what Ripsy is looking for, even without explicitly knowing it or consciously knowing it, is what all of us are designed to be seeking, and that is the unsurpassed happiness that comes with a relationship with God made possible through the work of Jesus Christ. To my mind, it, what what this discussion keeps coming back to, though, is is it can be summed up by the Acton Institute's mission statement, which is to promote a free and virtuous society characterized by individual liberty but sustained by religious principles. There's something out of balance in our culture when the pursuit of individual liberty becomes the most important thing and the religious principles that should sustain that, sh- that should give meaning to that, seem to be totally lost any religious sense, really, especially when you're talking about celebrity culture and, and the pop culture that we have in America today, there's really no moral sense or religious sense about it. It's all about being free to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, how often you want to do it, and with no limits whatsoever. That's right, Mark. And what, the, what that kind of a viewpoint really does is it disorders the values that we should be placing upon material goods. We call them goods because they are good. They are created goods. Um, but given the relationship between the creator and the creation, they're limited goods relative to God. So, as Augustine says, sin gains entrance through these and similar goods when we turn to them with immoderate desire, since they are the lowest kind of goods, and we thereby turn away from the better and higher, from you yourself, O Lord our God, and your truth and your law. So, spiritual goods and material created goods are both goods, and they need to be rightly ordered. You are listening to Radio Free Acton, the voice of the Acton Institute. Glad to have you along today on the podcast. If you are unfamiliar with Acton, if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you want to subscribe yourself because you're listening with someone else, or if you just want to find out more about the Institute, please check us out online at www.acton.org. You can also read our weblog at blog.acton.org. That is the Acton Institute Power Blog, and it is a lively blog indeed. Hope you'll uh, give it a chance, check it out, and blog roll it. A couple of events coming up that we want you to know about that you can mark on your calendars. The Acton Lecture Series for 2008 will be continuing on Valentine's Day, a romantic lecture. Probably not, but hey, 
It's worth coming to anyways. Dr. Glenn Sunshine is our speaker next, uh, February 14th, as I said, 12 to 1.30 p.m. at the St. Cecilia Music Center in downtown Grand Rapids. The address is 24 Ransom, right off of Fulton Street, for those of you who are familiar with the area. Title of Dr. Sunshine's lecture is going to be Wealth, Work, and the Church. Should be a good uh, event to go to, so please do check it out online at actin.org. You can register now, get your tickets early. Those events uh, do tend to sell out, so please do get in there as soon as possible and get registered for that event. Another lecture that you'll want to know about in advance and get registered for soon, because this one is going to fill up pretty quickly, uh, it's Reverend Robert A. Sirico, the president and co-founder of the Acton Institute. He is going to be speaking on March 13th. Title of his uh, lecture will be The Rise and Eventual Downfall of the New Religious Left. Father Robert's lectures always fill up very quickly, so uh, you'll want to go on to actin.org and register for that as well. That'll wrap up this week's edition of Radio Free Actin. The Acton Institute exists to promote a free and virtuous society characterized by individual liberty and sustained by religious principles. For more information on the programs and initiatives undertaken by the Acton Institute, please do visit our website at www.acton.org. And once again, visit the Acton Institute Power Blog at blog.acton.org. My name's Mark Vandermoss. I'm your host. It's been good to have you along. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in again next week for another edition of Radio Free Acton. <laughs>